Blog Talk Radio. Those of you who are tuning in to the second part, this is part two. I actually had to get off because my alarm was going off, so I had to go deal with that. And now I'm back. But, okay. So, you guys, if you listen to part one, you'll have to go back in the archives and listen to part one. If you missed the first part of the show, we're just doing part two, I'm, you know, where I'm cleaning up the rest of the show, okay? Where I'm telling y'all, it's just been an eventful night. Shit. Okay. All right. So, man. Okay. Ashanti, when I was thinking about Harriet, she had an herb goddy shape the narrative of what happened at Murder Inc. Probably because she's embarrassed because she was his mistress, allegedly. (laughs) Oh, Gotti said she was. He was, and he said he was in love with her. Okay. And you know, here's the thing. I don't. I'm very particular about, I know a lot of people like to shame women and people shame men, women, people who have relationships and affairs and stuff, but their relationships, affairs outside of marriages and stuff happen for various reasons. Everybody ain't sometimes roof roof and dog doggy dogs and just run around here cheating. Sometimes people, things, shit happen. People fall in love with other people. Sometimes it be a one night, you know, all kind of shit. People be having all kind of strange shit going on. I'm not saying everything's right, but I'm saying shit happens. And Ashanti has a young girl. She was a very young girl back then. And when we young, we do shit. We do crazy shit. Okay. So um, and we and sometimes we do shit in the name of love, right? You know what I'm saying? So um, and he has validated the relationship. My thing is own your shit, so that you won't have to. uh, So that you you can't keep running from it. My personal opinion, she needs to sit down and have a conversation with somebody like Angie Martinez or, or another interviewer, talk about her and her, talk about the relationship. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to make you look like a good girl, whatever else. If it happened, it happened. If the relationship happened, it happened. Hey, it was a time in my life, blah, 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 blah. 
blah, 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 blah. You could use it probably to help somebody, okay? So it's no sense to sitting up here trying to pretend like it didn't happen and trying to go around grub, making them read, trying to maybe make them old murdering sons. But he done already sold off. <laughs> he said he sold everything. She's, I think she's a little upset she couldn't get her master's or something. She's trying to re-record allegedly all the songs and stuff like that. But Irv is Listen, I kind of get why Irv's pissed because Irv is thinking, I made your career. I don't think he made her career. I think she's a talented young lady, but I think the boost from him helped. And if that helps, it's okay. Like shit, if I if I was married to Denzel Washington Knight and I got had to get a couple of movies because I married Denzel, that shit helps. Helps being married to Denzel's ass. Okay, that don't mean it won't. I want you won't. You know, you know. I don't mean he needs to help you. Don't mean that you. But sometimes it helps you get other places because of who you know and who you with. Ain't no sense in here being out here pretending. I I, I hate that because I've been watching her for months. Walk around here, trying and run around here doing different songs with everybody and all this stuff coming out on her. And it's like she's trying not to speak on it, like she above the fray. I'm like, no, nah, you was down there in the in that that with with Irv. Don't play like you wasn't in there. And the best thing to do in life sometimes, not all, you ain't got to tell all your business, but on your shit so that you can shape the narrative. And now let Irv Gotti be out here shaping the narrative about you, okay? That's like I said about Ashanti. I just don't understand what she's doing. I don't understand why she, you know, she wasn't on, um, uh, she wasn't on the, uh, 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 thing. I don't, I don't, I don't understand none of that. I have no clue, uh, what, what was happening there. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, this it is what it is. All right, so I have I just I don't understand why uh, what the deal what <laughs> I, I have no clue why she was uh uh I mean why she she decided not to be on that murder ink documentary now maybe there's a other reason but if it's because you're trying to look above the fray I don't think you can. I mean, you know, it is what it is, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, next, I wanted to uh, talk about Beyonce. You know, uh, Break My Soul, they made the remix. The remix don't sound no better than the original. <laughs> but on her remix, uh, Beyonce shouts out all these people on a remix, and you know the Beehive is ready. Got to talk about who she don't call out, but no, we do. We did notice who she didn't call out. It was pretty interesting. Uh, but this is according to Yahoo dot com. It's to talk about here's all the shout outs on Beyonce's Break My Soul remix. So Beyonce's Renaissance is being filled with twists and turns, but her Madonna approved remix of Break My Soul is one of the bright, brightest moments yet. I don't think it. Listen, let me tell you something. No offense to Beyonce, and this is not knocking her out. Well, kind of, I guess. Uh, four or five songs off this album is pretty good. And let me just say this. Chloe, um, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Chloe, Chloe Bay, little, little B, little, little me, Beyonce. Listen, that little girl, I didn't know it was no challenge. I thought she, 
you know, Chloe. I don't know if she just used out here in these streets throwing shade because I ain't seen nobody else do the challenge. But Chloe did a challenge about that plastic on the sofa. I don't even like Beyonce's version no more after hearing Chloe sing it. I was like, oh, shit. I said, oh, you know, somebody do a song so good, you like, oh, that's her song. Damn. I don't even listen to Beyonce. I, I can't even listen to it no more. It don't sound good. We'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, in line with her recent efforts to, uh, uh, to recenter black artists in histories where their contributions have been erased, <laughs> Beyonce revises Madonna's original roll call and instead gives out a shout out to 29 legendary black women in music as well as a slew of, uh, which is interesting that she chose the number 29, you know, and I'm, I'm, I ain't, ain't going to start. Uh, Queen B unleashed Break My Soul June 20, uh, 2022, uh, has a lead single from Renaissance, her seventh solo album. Okay. Um, and, you know, she names, let me name all the people that they have down that she names, okay, uh, in this, this terrible song, okay. But, um, Let's see, where is it? Uh, it's, this is from Billboard. She names Aaliyah, Sister Rosetta Thorpe, uh, Santa Gold, Santa Gold uh, Betsy Smith, <laughs> Nina Simone, Betty Davis, Solange, Erica Badu, Lizzo, Kelly Rowland, Lauren Hill, Roberta Flack, Tony Braxton, uh, Janet Jackson, Tierra Wack, uh, Missy Elliott, Diana Ross, Grace Jones, <coughs> Aretha Franklin, Anita Baker, Sade. Of course she's going there. Of course she wants, because she wants to be Sade, right? Uh, Jill Scott, who was extra happy about it. Michelle Williams. Chloe and Haley, and you know why? Listen, can we know people who have been? I've been saying she was gonna do this because I was talking shit about how she never. I said it's gonna go out in the energy. So I was talking shit about how she never, never, never puts other females up. But oh, this time she tried to make a whole song. Okay, Alicia Keys, Whitney Houston, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I did notice she was not on it which is two of the most important female artists in history. This is interesting that she didn't put Mary J. Blige and Mariah Carey. Now, I figure I kind of know why Mariah Carey wasn't on it. This is just my personal opinion, okay? Nobody, my Carlotta Theory 101, okay? Now, you remember a few months back when Mariah was going allegedly, when was out in the street, she was allegedly, she wanted off of Rock Nation's management and all this stuff. She was raising hell, and the rumors were that her and Jay-Z got into it and shit like that. All right, I figure that Beyonce trying to be shady and shit. That's just Carlotta's other thing. The other thing is, why Mary J, though? Why say Mary J? She just was on there. Mary J. Blige, I'm going to tell you the truth. Mary J. Blige, you know how great Mary J is? Let me just say this for a second. Mary J was talking, I'm going to talk about this in a minute, because she was talking to Diddy tonight about R&B, which is interesting. We're going to talk about this in a second. But Mary J Blige is so great, Beyonce would never do a versus with her. Why? Because you realize how deep Beyonce's 
music catalog is. Oh, yeah, I said it, Beyonce. Mary J would kick her ass, okay? Mary J just don't have the pomp and circumstance, all the marketing behind her. Mary J got a lot of marketing. Don't get me wrong, shit. But not what Beyonce has. And it's not put on the same kind of pedestal and shit like that, okay? But Mary is, I don't know how you can forget about Mary J. Blige. I mean, I can understand Mariah. Maybe she said you name it black singers and you don't consider Mary Mariah Black. But how the fuck could you forget? Mariah is the best, biggest selling female artist of all time. But how could you forget Mariah? And how the fuck you going to forget Donna Summers, too? Because you doing Donna, you look like you done went and got, not Sade's Steve, but Donna's Steve. <laughs> Donna and that other lady. <laughs> Da da dee. What's the song? I forget that song. She is. She was still the house music. You should have named some house music. Was it the 10th second? Was she said music? I don't know. You should have been named with some other people up in there. She is. Interesting. I find that very interesting. You named Tony Braxton before Mary J. Blige? Chloe and Haley before Mary J. Blige? Chloe and Haley, the reason she named y'all ass is because she, she, no, she's feeling bad because she had to jump. She had to. She she had to dump that album on Chloe's head, but I figured Chloe might be getting smart. <laughs> Can we talk about Chloe for a second, sideboard? Chloe, honey, Chloe did that. That that uh, pillow song, what type of the sofa song? Child, somebody was a challenge. I said, I ain't seen nobody out here doing no challenges with plastic off the sofa. But Chloe, Chloe went into a full studio. See, see sometimes you got to read, read the tea leaves. She went into a studio. It looked like it was a studio, at least. And recorded. That's where plastic off. I'm going to play y'all. I'm going to try here. It sounds so damn good. I said, I don't even want to hear Beyonce's ass singing no more. Let me hear it. Let me listen. Listen here. Let's listen. Beyonce, she did that shit so motherfucking good. Let me just talk about how she did that shit so good. It ain't your song no more. You should, you might as well, you should just hand, now, now I see a lot of plastic off the sofa things after she did it. That little heifer sang the shit out of that song. I didn't even know there was a plastic off the sofa. But anyway, you know, it's, it's, I see some now. It's a bunch of them out here now. 
people singing it better than Beyonce. Listen, I don't even know. I, you know, it, it, all I got to say is Chloe. It sounds like Chloe something. Look at me starting shit. <laughs> Chloe, get away. Run when you can. When you get a free contract moment, okay, when you get free, make sure. Run the hell. Run as fast as you can. Run. That's why Mariah Carey. You know why Mariah Carey was pissed? Because Mariah Carey allegedly was pissed because she realized the game problem. She realized that, oh, fuck. I don't, like, Alicia Keys ain't realized it. All of them that signed on the Rock Nation don't realize. you giving her your energy, signing up under her man. She ain't going to promote your ass. They're they not going to promote you. I told people about Rock Nation. I don't want to tell no more. I just... I'm tired because I feel like I'm I'm being mean when I talk about Rock Nation. I I be trying to tell y'all. I be trying to warn y'all. And she, what, what, the and Hay, what they on? Corey and Hayden's on Beyonce. What's Beyonce's label? Let me look at this. I got to look this up because I always forget what her label is. I forget what they label. What is it? Uh, what's the name of the uh, Beyonce little label? Parkwood, okay, which is Columbia. Columbia is helping y'all, but not enough. See, Columbia, this is gonna tell you something, okay? Because they have to tell end of the Beyonce, you know, Chloe. I don't know. You gonna have to get up on the from under Parkwood. That's what I would suggest. I might even look for other representation because Columbia right now, you know, Beyonce kind of been there. I mean, I might look for, I might look at other places. Um, you know, and, and the reason I say this is because her people is there. They in, they in. God, you can't, you'll never be able to compete until she get, she too, she get too old to give a damn. Okay. I'm just going to say that Beyonce is going to be dropping. She's going she gonna to keep dropping out. She ain't gonna do it now because I'm talking about it. Like I like I talked about how she on on praise and here come my son the next week. Nina Simone, get up, get up, get up, and I mean, it's just some stupid shit. I mean, you just I already tell people what it is. Okay, I told people what it is, and I've been glad I will say it over and over again what it is. Okay, I said what it is. I said it, and I mean, Beyonce, I'm sorry if I'm wrong about you, but I don't think I am. Suspect that it's a very competitive energy there. I've always said that, and that energy—it's it's good to be. I'm not against being competitive. What I am against, though, is when you when you try to sell yourself off as—you know—I was listening to this record person the other day on uh, YouTube, and he, and he was saying the worst deals to sign are with other artists. <laughs> and he began to explain the cycle of why that's the one, some of the worst deals. And I was like, shit, you're right. Because a lot of times, you know, it's a, a lot of other shit. They make money at you. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's crazy. Some of the things. And so, you know, you have to make sure um, 
that you're going to be promoted, that you're not in comp- competition with that artist itself. And I would say to any female singer, like, like I said about the Walmart sisters that are so good, terribly great, I mean, great, don't sign to anybody who's going to try to dull your shine and, 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 be, and they competitive out in these streets. Even they got a wife that's competitive. Don't sign. Uh-uh. Just like, nope. Because, you know, people will know your shit when it's coming out. People will know what's there. They'll know your sound and all that stuff. You know, it's just crazy. You know, and it's a competitive world out there in music, okay? So you got to protect yourself, you know? And you got to make sure you got an artist that's really going to be about you when it's time to be about you and put into you. You know, making sure that you get the glow, okay, uh, when it's that time. Um, and not insecure in their own shit and that they, they can't, you know, they can't see you thrive. See, what I believe is this. Well, I know everybody don't think like me, and I, I'm okay with it. Some people do, some people don't. But what I will say is this. I believe that when, if you let Chloe and Haley shine, you let Chloe shine, and she becomes big, that's still a reflection of you. That's still back on you. You're still the king. But secure kings don't care about nobody else shining because they know they secure in their kingdom. They ain't trying to dump no album on their person here trying to have a rollout and then act like they ain't got no rollout. Oh. You know what I'm saying? They secure in their shit. But insecure kings do that kind of shit. If they ain't shining, don't want nobody to shine. And, you know, but when you're securing your shit, you, you want people to shine because it's, a, it's still a reflection of you. That's your artist. That's your group. That's your this and that. So that reflects back to you. You don't want to be you. Sometimes you want to step back. You know? But, hey, I digress. It's just my shit. It's my, my thing. Um, and you know that's why I heard I saw Alicia Keys the other day. Can I talk about it? I thought it was a hit song. I was like, uh oh, uh oh. I was listening to this song. Ah, I hate talking about it. Y'all be thinking I'm wrong to talk about. Y'all be getting mad at me. Yeah, a couple of y'all was getting mad at me about Alicia, my Alicia commentary. No, no, no. Y'all be getting that wrong. I'm an Alicia Keys fan. That's why I gave her that kind of commentary. The reason why, because I'm like, I see her out here lost. Well, I saw a video the other day. She was with, who was that video I saw on YouTube? And I was like, oh, this might be a hit. And then I started listening to it about two minutes, and I was like, oh, no. And then I realized what was going on. I said, oh, shit. Went ahead and turned it off. What is that? Can I find it? What's the name of that video song is? What's the name of it? But I'm glad that two is doing well. Um... Alicia Keys. Is that new? That song, at least I ain't heard it. Let me see. The Trillion song? Feature of Bent Fires or something? For the moment it started out and it was almost it was like a, almost it was sounding good and I looked, I saw the it just well so oh no. She's trying to be Oh 
It hurts. <laughs> it looks like a hurt video. I was like, this is this. Oh, no. It's coming full circle. Because I feel like her is super, Alicia Keys. No, I don't. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I've said this before. This is no diss to Alicia Keys. I feel like her is a super version of Alicia Keys. She is. And she was doing too many features. I'm glad they told her to calm her ass down. Sit your ass down somewhere. So you wear it out. Good. Take a risk. Come back out better for it. Don't, don't wear yourself out with so many features. Who was I looking at the other day? And they said they, it's kind of, I was kind of dope. I, it was kind of sexy when he said it, too. It was, uh, it, it, I think it was, I was watching a video. Yeah, I was watching an interview. It's TJ. I think talking to Maxwell. And, and, and he said, he was talking to him. He said, yeah, something about features. And he said, well, I don't really need to do it. I was like, oh, yes. Yes, he's sexy with it. He's like, hey, I know who I am. I ain't got to do no damn features everywhere. <laughs> and I like that. I'm like, I, one day I would like to see Maxwell do a fun, like kind of hip, album like you know not he ain't got to be too hit but something fun like him loosening up like you know like a germanian type of album like a party kind of jam you know what i'm saying and, and having some fun features but not just yet he don't need to do that because he's king when you king you don't got to do a bunch of features okay you king in a different way not like in a chris brown way. it's a it's a different it's a it's a it's an artsy king it's a different king of the underground it's a different feel Okay, and I, you know, Alicia, she's doing features. She she run around here trying to be little hurt, like super hurt, like the version of super hurt. I don't know what's going on. I was like, what's going on? This story? No, Alicia, no to the trillions. Maybe maybe the kids like it. I don't know. I, well, I ain't heard it a lot. No, I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to even try to do I've tried to do everything in my mind of the sector, Alicia Keys shit. And for the life of me, I can't figure it out. I can't figure out what happened between, what is it, the diary? What's the song, the diary album or whatever? Like the first three albums and now. I'm like, I've been trying. I'm like, damn it, I done went through everything. I don't know. Shit. I give up. I just wish her the best. Oh, shit. Why is she happy? I, I know as a fan, I be trying to figure it out. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. But this trillion thing. I said, I was saying the other day, I, I wish I was a, sometimes I wish I was a record exec because I'd be a funny as hell record exec. I was saying, somebody, I was saying, I was saying how I'd be playing, uh, what a, a real hit where they walk with, with the with the pick with the uh I was some artist I was talking about how I hated a song and I say I'll be playing a, a a a better version of that song showing people how you this is how you should do it when they walk into the room if you don't take your ass back to see y'all I be you know I be talking about that. I'd be funny as hell. They be you starting to see hate me. That'd be I. I'd be like, this ain't gonna get me no much. You gonna be in your deal a long ass time <laughs> with this shit. <laughs> oh, I'll be taking three sixty checks for a long time. I mean, I'd be tired. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be on, I'd be on these guys. I'd be having a ball, especially the ones that be thinking they deep, they deep shit. <laughs> you know, I don't really listen to the. 
you know, with the naysayers saying all that. They be coming up talking about they artists and all that. I'm just an artist. And, you know, I'm just, I don't really care about the charts. I'm like, motherfucker, I care about the charts. And let me tell you right now, <laughs> I need a hit. <laughs> we ain't got time to just be out here letting you just lot of gas. It's a business. I want you to, to get your art to your but I also want to get something that people like. I'll be having fun. I'll be having fun. Hey, 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 I wish you luck. Hope trillions of the hit. All right, so what's next we need to talk about out of these They made Donald Trump president almost again. Donald Trump didn't ready to be president. I'm telling you, that FBI raided didn't do nothing but help Donald Trump. <laughs> if that was supposed to fuck it up, y'all didn't fuck it up. And here's the thing about Donald Trump. Secretly, there's a lot of people who would normally, who would not normally vote for Donald Trump that is this damn, like y'all, this damn for Donald Trump. And I like Donald Trump on the foreign front. I said it on here. I like, I think Donald Trump held motherfuckers in check on the foreign, 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 foreign front. And economically, he wanted, hey, he was doing his thing. I mean, one person, he got some shit about him. I ain't got to like you as a politician. That's our problem. Y'all think I got to like everybody. I don't give a shit. I ain't got to like you, Donald. As long as you putting this policy is keeping people, these, these gas prices down. It's inflation. Uh, uh, people got jobs. People are doing good. I ain't gotta be. You ain't gotta be likable. <laughs> you know, I just need you to do your job. And you know, they even helped them a lot this week because they have not been able to really clearly say. First, they said they were looking for nuclear codes. Like they don't change fucking codes. Who would Donald gonna do? Y'all know he's one of the most watched former presidents in history. What the fuck he going to do? Call up Putin, Putin, I got these old-ass codes. You want to? <laughs> they going to be believing some stupid shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, they went out and got the whole thing. If they, and I do, I said, if they had something, I was saying, I said somebody else, I said, if they really had something, they, trust me, you know, they been that came out with it. They trying to gather up something, trying to put up something. Ain't nothing. You ain't got nothing on them. You just probably done made him president. <laughs> you know, nowadays they can't do what the Kennedy. They can't do, they don't want to. You know, they don't want to do no, allegedly, I'm just going to say this, they don't want to do no Kennedys no more. You know, you know what happened to President Kennedy. That's far too messy. They don't want, they don't want to make a martyr. Okay, so they be trying to love spelling your name and shit up. And that's easy to do if you got the press and you got the <laughs> and you got agencies. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, it's a hard night. But Donald Trump is Teflon down out in these streets. Okay. They go, they go. You know, the last resort to me is the Kennedy shit. You know what I'm saying? These these people. You know, Kennedy was rebellious, too, you know what I'm saying? But they don't want that kind of smoke no more. They're like, damn, you know, people still talking about, 
Can you how how is can you kill? He was still trying to figure that shit out. They don't want nobody like us like that. They don't want no more shit like that. And it's too much technology and too many people that got smarter. It's too many uh, conspiracy theories out here that are way smarter than normal anymore. Shit. They like, we don't got time to be fucking with that no more. We trying to do, we trying to, you selling up and shit. Because <laughs> we don't want them to run for president. Sorry. If you can't tell that's what it's about, y'all crazy. Uh, he ain't really gonna sell no. He ain't selling no them old ass uh, chocos. Yeah, doing nothing. Yeah, that's just funny. Okay. Um, is R&B dead? You know, this week I heard a lot of people talking about R&B being dead, especially because Beyonce's Renaissance out. People are talking about, you know, that's the new sound and all that stuff. This that that ain't no motherfucking new sound. That's nineteen seventy three, seventy seven at Disco Fifty Four Studio Fifty Four. The Roxy. <laughs> like, see, ain't, that ain't, ain't none of her shit new. I mean, she took, I tell people, it took 25, she took 25 songwriters samples to make one fucking song. That's how you have fucking creative it is. Now, it is creative in the sense of this. I, then I said, she turns, she, what I love about Beyonce is that she, she can take a lot of uh, things that she balls and make them great. Okay? Anne Marie style, great. <laughs> a lot of stuff he has like you know what I mean say but you you know it, it is what it is I mean that's what she's good at doing and uh, but you know is but people have been talking about oh don't let this disco sound start to be R&B disco is a part of the R&B um, how can we say it I mean I mean, I would I would say that disco is definitely a part of the R and B lexicon. It's a part of R and B. Disco is a little bit born out of R and B. But are we changing the shape of great R and B music because of Beyonce's subpar album? Yes, I said subpar because you motherfuckers are hyping it. <laughs> it's okay. It's five out of six tickets. Okay, I, she made six songs to me, okay? But, and, and, you know, a lot of people are getting upset, too, also about Church Girl. They got into upset about Church Girl. Let me talk about Church Girl real quick. A lot of people are getting upset about Church Girl. A lot of the church people coming on trying to defend Beyonce and shit like that. Even one, I think it was Dietrich Haddon that said how many uh, church people done took uh, secular music and made it, uh, was it Dietrich? I can't say that for sure if it was Dietrich. I don't know who it was, but somebody, one of them said, how you could, a lot of church people have taken secular music and made church songs. Now, let me just say this, okay? Secular music's mother and grandma is and great-grandma. It's grandma would be Negro spiritual, which is the church. It's great-grandma. I mean, it's, I mean, it's great-grandma would be Negro spiritual. It's grandma would be blue. It's great-grandma. It's, it's grandmother would be God. Mm-hmm. 
Most R and B great, the great R and B artists came out of the church. First of all, it's all God's music. God, music belongs to God, mofo. So everything, if the church takes back what's theirs, they take back what's theirs. Okay. And same thing if you take secular, what's sacred, and make it something. And I'm not criticizing the outside. I like the church real fun, okay? But it is sacrilegious a little bit, telling people to say, shake their boobies and all that stuff. I don't know what she was trying to. And I told you she wouldn't take that out. She'd take out somebody talking about spaz and shit like that. But she'll fight the church. She'll fight the church like a dog in the street before she take that out, okay? So, because the church don't keep the same kind of respect or, or you know, or, or authority. You know what I'm saying? So, and so you got a lot of church, and you got a lot of church people out here because they want them checks. I understand, shoot. I, I ain't mad at you, Clark Sister, too, Clark. I know that's a, that's a big check over there, that that church girl stuff. But here's the thing. You know, I ain't knocking nobody. You know, I like to say, I listen to all kind of music, but the secular music was born from the ch- Negro spirituals and church. Still away in them. And them slave yards and, and, and all that stuff. And blues was born. That stuff was born from traditional spirituals, which is God's music, not secular music. So whoever said that, that was not a historic, you know, it's a church taking back what's essentially theirs. Seriously, that's what it is. I mean, what are you talking about? And it's a, it's a difference when you take in what people consider worldly and making it spiritual. <laughs> I can't tell, but it didn't make no sense. And here's the thing: I know it's going to be a lot of controversy eventually about this. And I knew she wasn't going to say nothing, and I knew she wasn't going to do nothing. Okay. Uh, It is what it is, okay? But I'm not so I'm not surprised there that she 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 didn't come out for the controversy on that, okay? Uh, what else did I want to talk to you about? Uh, something else on this subject. Um, but we, yeah, we were talking about they were talking about is R and B dead because a lot of people are out here saying. Hey, you know, you you y'all trying to change the sound of R and B. You know, y'all trying to y'all trying to fuck up the music. You know, the, the sound of something. It was a, I heard one DJ coming. Don't y'all be playing that shit. Play play the R and B and stuff like that. And yeah, let me tell you something. See, they probably are trying to come out here and trying to program. I always see this stuff as social engineering in some way. Some music artists, in my personal opinion, do I believe they're used to change the trajectory of a time or to speak to a time or to speak to some influence or something they may not be, they may be controlled by greater powers. I think that could be possible. Yeah. Hey, I definitely think so. And do I find Beyonce's disco era coming back and Drake having a disco album, Lizzo and people like that, people are trying to go in. And let me just say this. Let me shout out to Maxwell. Okay. Facts. I, I had to think about this the other day. Bye boy. Okay. Bye boy. Bye boy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, she like come out of y'all. You love <laughs> I'm crazy about Maxwell, but this is how great an artist Maxwell is. I'm really curious. That last that album, that 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 second one in the trilogy, is exactly some of this music that you hear on Beyonce. No, he had a tinge of like a a a, a, a odd like that uh uh cross your fingers 
Samsung and uh, uh, what's that other song? Uh, Universal Law Never Makes Me Say, All the Ways Love Can Feel. I kind of got that disco techno kind of sound that they all trying to come back with me. Maxwell kind of already dipped his toe in that. Y'all didn't pay no attention to it too much. I would, and this is what I really believe. Had to, I keep saying had they released 1990X first and then Lake by the Ocean, they could have got off a couple of more hits from Maxwell. Okay. But Maxwell kind of already did a little bit that. And here's the only thing I like. This, this is what I say about Maxwell. Maxwell did it in a very artistic way. But his, the problem with Maxwell is this artist like The Weeknd out there, you know, who's taking Maxwell's look, post-style look and stuff, and going pop with it and doing techno with a with a, a with a with a hint of R&B with a, a dash of R&B, <laughs> not R&B, but you know, I don't know why they named him an R&B singer because he's black still. I don't know what they are, but. Uh, and and they have these choruses and all these wild things to them and stuff like that and you know it just it just probably didn't hit off as well. But I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, Maxwell kind of already kind of hit to that was hit was did that a little bit with that with that album. Even you know I would even say a little bit just he played with it probably a little bit too. Uh, the guy was when you played the game of God. It, it, it was kind of odd. Now here's the thing about what I will say. Is, I, I feel too about because he's one of the R and B kings to me, and for me, I really want to see him do. I thought I want him to get rid of the trilogy. I, I really want to see him do something more fun at least. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, I feel like he's played in that already. Seriously, I do. I really do. So I feel like as an artist, people are behind doing that kind of thing. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe he would tell me he wasn't playing in that. Maybe it's more techno thing. But I feel like he was playing in that a little bit already ahead of time years ago. <laughs> and you see Maxwell write this shit. This shit. He can put stuff on albums he done wrote 10, 12 years ago, too, you know, and shit like that. So I found that interesting. But Mary J. Blige tonight was having a conversation with, with P. Diddy. And P. Diddy had asked a question about R&B being dead. And I wanna, I'm going to play y'all a little bit what Mary was saying. And I felt like, you know, we may be right on that shit. Hold on. Okay, so let's see if I can get it up here. Let's see, Jerry, get y'all so y'all can hear it. It says, who killed R&B? Mary J. Blige, and this is from HollywoodUnlocked.com. Uh, Hollywood Unlocked on Instagram, but it says, uh, who killed R&B? Mary J. Blige blames radio stations and mentioned Justin Timberlake and Adele for helping rebrand it as popular music. Well, and you know, white artists always do that in in black with black music. That's been going on like before Elvis even. You know what I'm saying? I mean, black music. If you ever, that's why I said people should see the movie Elvis. Find out how much Elvis borrowed from black artists. My grandparents told me that. When I was because my grandparents were on the gospel circuit, I, I you know let me just back sideboard before I go into R and B the R and B straight. I was so blessed. And, you know, I one day I'm gonna rec- I'm gonna record my grandparents. I'm, I'm gonna try to do that. I'm there talking about gospel music, and they, my grandmother used to travel and do gospel to different gospel groups, and my grandfather was a singer too. And the great thing 
about growing up with my grandparents who were in arts. In some re- some ways, you, I I feel like I took it for granted that you know to have a family that you musically very musically uh, uh, talented. But the great gift for me was to hear those stories. And even when I would travel with my grandmother as a little girl in the seventies, I'd go with my grandmother singing events and stuff. You meet all these great gospel artists. My grandma used to MC. Uh, big gospel programs in Kansas City and stuff like that. And I got to see, you know, like the heart and the history of different types of music and, music, you know, musicianship and understand things about music and stuff like that. That was, you know, if you probably looked at my life as a as a young girl, I feel like, you know, uh, everybody would probably say, Kiki, why isn't Kiki singing? But, I mean, the thing, you know, there's so much, there's a story to that, okay? I've told a little bit of it on here, but, you know, here's what it is. But here's the interesting thing. I feel like I have such appreciation for music and where it comes from and to hear the history of uh, R&B or great R&B music where where gospel and R&B intersects and my grandparents were always telling me stories about, you know, uh, 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 how, you know, white musicians often stole a lot of things from black musicians. That happened an awful lot. You know, rock and roll was considered race music. Now, you know, you see people, rock and roll has evolved so much that you don't even, people don't even look at the rock and roll side has, has music that was black music because it's become white, mostly whites in rock and roll. But rock and roll belongs to black African-Americans. Rock and roll born out of blues. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, and R&B and rhythm and blues, all of that, black Americans created. So, so you know, it is, so I have a deep appreciation for historically music and what R&B is and where R&B came from. And, how important, how even even church, even gospel music, you know, a lot was stolen from uh, gospel music by uh, white artists. And, and it's not dogging Justin Timberlake and Adele, but sometimes, you know, you'd have black artists record a song and a white artist do it and make millions off of it and stuff like that. So it is what it is. You know, it's, it's facts, okay? So, um Let's listen to Mary J. Blige and she talks about this, okay? So I thought it was pretty interesting. And I love to see Mary. Can I just say this? I love seeing Mary coming into her own. Like, I love to see this flow with her. I like, yes, Mary. Like, she is such a different Mary than, like, 15, 20 years ago. And you know what? I feel like I, this is what I love about Mary because I feel like she gets it. Like, I feel like she really, I mean, you know, like, I always talk about I hate women making men their managers and husbands and, and spouses and stuff like that. But I feel like Mary now has realized, you know, like, I'm not saying, I don't know what her situation is, but I feel, this is just my theory, that she realized that you, she, you didn't need can do to be that for your, you what you can be for yourself. Like, he was there, supposed to be there as your husband, your husband, your spouse, and to help you and stuff. But, like, sometimes women leave everything to men, but, and they get lost, you know, in the shuffle. But it's when you become the business mind, now you see a more, 
like a growth with her. And I'm like, damn, yes, girl. And she always been beautiful, but even more so now, I feel like there's a, even more of a glow to her and a more of a confidence. So it's, it's beautiful to see that in her, that her coming into her own. I wish Wendy Williams would adopt that energy. You know, it's been, you know, Wendy, I ain't, that's a whole nother thing. We got prayers for Wendy because there's a lot going on here. But let's listen to Mary J talk about R&B, okay? Trying to kill it. But if you have too many of, you know, our our generation that had children. Okay, let me put it back in. You, you can't kill something that's in our DNA. It's going to keep transitioning from generation to generation to generation to generation. They were trying to kill it. But if you have too many of, you know, our our generation that had children, and, and, and we're, we're going to R&B, and you have their children that have children. And so you can't, you can't kill it, but they tried. And before I say what I'm going to say, let me just say this. I want to thank all the radio stations around the country that are playing R&B music um, and, and the facility to support it. But, you know, a lot of the radio stations, well, a lot of the radio stations told it for the same thing that, that um, um, Tank was saying. You know, they jump on the bandwagon of whatever the hottest thing is. But let, let me just say this. We have to keep ourselves alive as R&B people, as, as R&B singers. But you can't, you can't kill us because we are, we're already in the system. We're already in the bloodline. We're already in the DNA. You can't kill songs that kill like You can't kill Shaka Khan. You, you can't kill something that in our DNA. You can't kill American Pie. Oh, what's the wrong one? You can't kill Jazz and stuff. You can't kill SSW. You can't kill. You, you cannot kill Rita Franklin, Eddie James, um, Donna Washington. You cannot kill Sam, Sam Cook. It's just, you know, all this old stuff that's in us. So they can try, you know, and I think the things that, that hold us back when we get irritable and get angry at the programmers, at the radio stations, or frustrated or at these people that don't want it to exist. But we have it in us, so we just got to keep rocking and making yeah. it happen. Yeah. I think we kill it ourselves when we get mad and like, ah, and then we, do, then we start following, you know, on the rest of the sheep. No, be a, be a shepherd. You're shepherding in it, you know, and I, we're, we're shepherds. I, I, I mean, I'm not letting them kill me. I have some hiccups where I'm like, well, we like that record. We like that, that you know, that dance record. But, you know, we, we, we even in that, we have to experiment as well. You can't kill Tom Asperger. You can't kill me because it's yeah. in us. It's in the club music. It's in everything. And, it's yeah. not, and that now is in the club, if they want to call it popular music, what Adele and Justin Timberlake get a hold to it. So now it's popular music, you know what I'm saying? But it's been popular music. Okay, and let me say this about me. This is about what I'm talking about, us as a culture, African-Americans gatekeeping. Yes, I said gatekeeping. Our culture. That doesn't mean that we can't have beautiful people that act, that are from other cultures because we have had other people uh, from other cultures add uh, their spin on R&B. But we have to define what that is because we are the creators of this music. Our experience in America is the creators of this beautiful thing, right? And so I think that I hear it a little bit. You know, I, I hear they've been hearing the ADOS, NBA talk, and stuff like that because now you have to guard it. Because first it was guarding it from white America, but now it's just guarding it to this whole idea of changing 
what the culture is. And I love her saying we in the DNA of that. You know what I'm saying? So like an artist like Maxwell, you know, I think that Maxwell is one of the greatest R&B singers. I would say he's the heir apparent to Marvin Gaye. So listen, and I don't say that lightly because Marvin was the shit, okay? So here's the thing. The reason why I say that doesn't mean he – He's not African American. He's not a Black American. He's a, he's first generation Haitian, uh, Puerto Rican. But that doesn't mean he doesn't add to the landscape of what R and B is. He's just different. But you, the forefathers of R and B, who set the 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 pace of what R and B are, are Black Americans. And to me, we have to guard that and keep keep what that meaning is. And so I love that Diddy and Mary J are having this discussion with each other because I think pretty soon that they're going to be able to connect it, that our culture doesn't become globalized. Yes, we're already global music without anybody else adding, taking away or whatever. Black Americans, music has always been global, gospel, spirituals, everything has been global, partly because of America's position in the world, okay? America was a, was made, was a, is a superpower. So uh, the, a lot of the creations from America, which come from black Americans, a lot of it, a lot of black American culture is black America. So that goes out throughout the world. And like I, I talked about it before, being product, a product and stuff, it's sold all around the world. But culturally, it wasn't just black people. I, I don't like us saying that. It's black people. We did that. No, it's not black people. It's black Americans, traditional black Americans. That stuff was born <clears throat> in slavery. That stuff, it came on down through the years. We talk about people like Muddy Waters, you know, uh, uh all the great blue, B.B. Uh, King, uh, Ch- uh, Ch- uh, 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 what's his name, Chucky, uh, Little Richard, uh, Chuck Berry, all these great artists, all these people, that music was born, that soul music was born from a particular people. So to me, to see them un- starting to understand, I don't know if they've got an understanding yet, but understanding how important it is to not just gatekeep uh, what we are musically, uh, and that, it doesn't have to be exactly pure, that's not what I'm saying, but not letting others define what that that soul experience is. Add to it, yes, but not define. That experience of soul music comes from a people, and it comes from a culture, and it's to be it should be respected. In my personal opinion, that doesn't mean people don't other people from other groups don't have a spin on it or don't have an added added to something to it. It just means that uh, we have to define what that looks like in the world. So I like to see that. I'm glad they having this discussion, but I also think they they need to also understand. Uh, has African-American people, has traditional black Americans, how important we are to the scope of things. We're not just black people. We we are black American people who have been on the soil for several generations, and that is born from our culture. We don't got to look everywhere else to find our, uh, find, uh, uh, to define ourselves. 
We got all the things we need. We built right here in this country. And when we more, when we start to define ourselves that way, and we start to understand that there is differences between people in the diaspora and us, not to be mean and to be xenophobic or to be distant people or nothing like that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying to understand and respect it. And have others respect us because I think there's a lack of respect going on. I think people just want to sweep us away. We all black when it comes. No, 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 we're not all black. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're not all not we're we're all black, but we're 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 different cultures, different environments, and stuff. And respect what we've done. Don't just diss us and try to find your way into some. Oh yes, we see we help. We, no, but can't you say you know what? Listen. Man, can you be respectful to what African-American, black American people, traditional black America has done with music is beautiful. What they've done, what they've given to the world. And I'm just happy they, they allowed us to be a part of it. But you can't never get, you can't get people to do that. They, they want to be me. If I came over and started singing soca music, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, I, why, why, why would I not? Thank Caribbean people. That's their that's music born out of their struggle and, and and stuff like that. Just like Africans don't want to give up the idea that uh, that you know what's the new that African music that is definitely Western influence. Okay, that 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 uh, um, uh, I forget the new African sound. They don't want to get that up. It is. It's, a, it's very much uh, the uh, <laughs> influenced by African American sound. But but soca music, you can hear that that's a Caribbean beat or Caribbean sound. I would give love. I wouldn't be singing in talking about you. Well, we all black. No, I mean like the people. I'm glad they accept me singing this music. Thing that man, it's beautiful that this they've adopted and they love them. But you can always get people kind of they don't want to do that. It's like a it's 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 all it's so disrespectful. But I'm glad to see some of the the other generations starting to sense. It. I don't know if they're getting it yet, but starting to sense it. And I see that movement growing, so I'm glad to hear that because we need to start defining ourselves. And partly because, and I know I've been talking about this a lot, but partly because it's important for us to love ourselves and understand where we come from and where we're, what, what our people have done in America. We don't have to look to other heroes. Yes, we can be inspired. Man, I, I'm in, I'm always inspired by uh, what Toussaint Louverture did, what uh, what the Haitians did to become the first black. But dope has fucked, okay? Even though Haiti's a hot mess right now, but it's still dope. I mean, that's powerful. Never take that. I would never take that away. But that's not our story. Right, and so as African Americans in America, we have a special story, and we should be so proud of it. We should be proud of who we are, and proud of what we we. I mean, this is a people who have stood up to a superpower when they was bombing your cities and and, and your towns and and hangings in the south and stuff like that. And this is a people who stood firm and went up against a system that hated them. No need to be looking for superheroes, like I said about Black Panther. No need to look for superheroes at Black Panther. Superheroes right here. Wakanda's right here. 
This is what he is. Okay, so uh, it was good to hear them have that discuss discussion. No, R and B is not dead. I don't think R and B is dead. Um, actually, and and she said Usher and Chris Brown. I think Chris Brown's more pop. I consider him pop hip hop. But you know, I look at artists, even the older artists that are out. No, and 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 the younger people. Listen, they talk about Chris Brown. Listen, Chris Brown, no offense. Chris Brown's okay. He's, no, I have it's some young men right now on the scene that are so dope. Chris Brown is just promoted heavily. <clears throat> it can dance real good, but let me tell you, Kevin Ross, he ain't getting the promotion like he should. Listen, see, this is why I want the Grammys to get back to searching, uh, searching for that rare like that that talent that nobody, like everybody ain't heard and taking that and saying, I'm going to nominate him for 10 on top of Renaissance. Nominating somebody like a Kevin Ross and then he just coming up there getting all the awards because he got a fucking great album. Not because somebody's daddy used to sit on the board. I mean, not not because somebody got to fit, you know, just because it's a damn good album. (laughs) And beating out Artists who are established and, and a, a, a kid come from nowhere, like a Kevin Ross with a good, like a good-ass album. He really got good. He's had a few, a couple of good-ass albums. And he nominated shit. And he just, everybody like, who that? That's what I like. Now, that don't mean you, you, you dog out other artists who have great albums who are big. But I always tell you what Grammys gonna go this year. I'd be shocked if they didn't try to nominate Beyonce for a hundred Grammys or something like that. It's you know. But I wish they would stop looking for the popular artists and would look for that rarity. Like, yeah, wait a minute, hold on. You ain't gonna just run up in here. We got some competition for your ass. See, because a lot of these artists today, they made it off off the Michael Jackson uh uh uh, uh, uh thriller. Uh, uh, um, uh, marketing with no thriller. I said it before. No thriller. She's trying to get a thriller now. She's trying to get a streaming thriller. <laughs> the streaming thriller. How the beehive gonna get mad? You're about to keep the barada. Like he, I plan on checking in tonight. Dang it. Anyway. She, yeah, she she's trying to have a streaming thriller. But the, the, here's the thing. <laughs> I need talking shit. But, you know, I mean, an artist that not has been pushed but just has a, that they find an artist that says, nah, you ain't going to get up here with your your marketing and bullshit. Like, Michael Jack Thriller was actually a great album. But before that, I'm going to tell you what was even a better album after a while. Like, that shit was good. Michael Jackson actually had great albums. Motherfuckers today, y'all just be getting pushed with a subpar album, and they be playing over and over. You want to play my song? You want to play my song? be saying it 50 times on every radio. Not that they wasn't doing Michael Jackson like that. Michael Jackson was the first one with that big, huge marketing push, but Michael Jackson had some good shit. It should have been pushed. Tell me y'all shit though, you just, it's hypnotism. You know what I'm saying? You know it's a bad fuck. 
you know when you first hear it, it's like this song is fucked up. But you, you, it might be one little term in it. You won't break my soul, and people run around see that shit. I mean, it's because it's catchy. No offense, Beyonce. But I do like putting plastic on the covers. Of, I mean, plastic on whatever song is. Cuffing. I like the. I said it like five on there. I be listening to a couple of them. Virgo's movies kind of tight. I listen to some stuff, but it's stuff far. But they play it every day like it's thriller. Like it's off the wall. Like it's purple line. <laughs> that shit ain't nowhere near. But when you take a great album, there are kids out here and younger artists, and, and not even older, there's older artists who make great albums. Give them motherfuckers some competencies over markets, over hype people some competencies over. This is the problem. They're dependent on marketing and not good music. Beyonce knew she could put out Dookie, and y'all would have run to a store and bought it. No, y'all ain't gonna buy that site. Y'all ain't bought Beyonce's shit in a while. Nobody shit really, but it's this is kind of one of the biggest things in a while. She said three three hundred some albums sold or something. And she know a damn, okay? But here's the thing, y'all gonna hype it. They gonna hype. They gonna hype it on the radio station, and y'all gonna get brainwashed that it's good. They tell y'all it's good. You didn't have to do that back in the day. They didn't have to brainwash, brain, brainwash me to out the wall. They had to brainwash me that Thriller was good. Thriller was good. But now what these they do is take subpar albums and push them all fucking day. I, it's, it's fucked up. Michael Jackson, taking Michael Jackson's marketing uh, uh, genius with originality and great writing. Originality is one. They had originality. Quincy Jones, great, one of the greatest producers of all time. Y'all taking the marketing for a great album and giving it to subpar albums and then trying to compare folks with Michael Jackson and compare people with it's just ridiculous. I ha I and it's sad because we like that's why you guys why Khalees kept calling y'all sheep. Because a lot of y'all are because y'all don't realize what's happening. You didn't sold a bill of goods. When it's really great artists out here who can't get their shit heard, who will fuck who will drag Beyonce fucking Renaissance through the motherfucking it's some albums out here that will drag her shit right down the toilet too. But you can't hear them because mofos is playing all day. You don't make my soul that subpar song. Now, no offense to Beyonce, sorry. I ain't trying to do it. It's so tits on there. But I'm just saying for the most part. I'm just laying out the y'all facts. It's sad. It's sad. And not that in Michael Jackson's day, it wasn't some albums that deserved to be heard. Great R&B albums that was probably just as good as Thriller. But the thing was, here's the thing, Thriller wasn't subpar. It was a good-ass album. That shit, Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson did that shit. Rod Temperton, I didn't like, they did that. Human nature, that shit still did. Baby, we not. Girl, it's not. Okay, I'm not going to go through this. I'm not going to. I don't want to check in the remodeling tonight. Is that chicken? I don't want to. So I'm going to come quick talking about it. But y'all get the point, what I'm saying, okay? R&B is not dead. 
Grammys, I challenge you to quit letting these overhyped mofos in hip-hop, all this stuff, keep getting out here with no competition. You know what? I mean, keep getting out here with no competition. Give them some competition from artists that are great but have don't can't be seen. Start looking for those great albums, those unheard of, like Nora Jones. Remember Nora Jones that you nobody knew who the fuck Nora Jones was? Nora Jones came out with slapping bitches and that. <laughs> Real popular people <clears throat> was getting their asses slapped and she was coming up there and getting all them Grammy Awards. <laughs> she got about four or five. Nobody knew who the fuck she was. I was like, yay! Because Nora Jones was dope. I, I'm a jazz person, so I like Nora Jones. I was like, oh, shit, yes. Go do that. Because I hear them every day. It is tons of these artists out here who can compete and give them a stepping stone. You are supposed to be the academy of music. You ain't supposed to be picking motherfuckers because they got a bunch of hype. Yes, you can, you can, you can, nom- I'm not saying don't nominate the popular ones. I'm saying give them some competition. Quit letting them come out here with bullshit and then thinking they're going to run away with all the Grammy Awards. Hell to the no, no, no. We changing up the shit. They don't do that, though. But we're going to change up the shit. We got the interest. I'm about to, we're going to get Kevin Ross and we got to nominate him for about eight, just like Beyonce. And we're going to let him win five of them. We, bitch, we're going to let you win all the R&B categories. Because Break My Soul is on R&B. It's disco, pop, a little slash. So it's a little slash. How? No, you ain't going to read it. Yeah, that's not an R&B song. Oh, you know what it would do? <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> Y'all, the beehive be bad. <laughs> but it would be beautiful to see competition. Then people really listen to somebody like a Kevin Rogers out here. like, damn, he is good. People gave me, I say, remember Esperanza Spalding, the same thing happened with her when she came out of nowhere and won Best Artist, and everybody was like, why didn't Justin Timberlake win Best Artist? She's like, because he was on some bullshit. Esperanza, not that, I like Justin, I mean, not Justin Timberlake. Uh, what's his name? What's the little boy's name? Justin Bieber. Now, I like, I think Justin Bieber's a talented little boy, but that baby, baby shit was okay. I listened to it for fun. It was cute. But Esperanza, Esperanza's father, she was for real. She that that heifer had a dope ass, dope ass music, and she was packing out clubs and like all kinds of nobody had even heard of her. And I love that shit. I think it was she dude. She was the one that won best artist over. I, everybody, everybody's like, who is she? Oh, so dope. Oh, I love those moments. And you know what the thing about Esperanza's father? Oh, no, oh, 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 I'm about to say something mad, bad. No offense. Please don't take me to be offended, uh, uh, like I'm offending you. Uh, damn, it's going to be offensive. She is, she's from my hometown, so I don't want to kind of be offensive. But I might be a little bit right here. She's not kind of generated, like, uh, what's the little girl's name? What's the one from the hometown? What's that little girl's name? She's real pretty. Oh, she can act too. What's her name? I feel the electronic. And she's had some couple of good songs. What's that girl's name? I don't forgot her name. What's the girl's name? I don't. She. I don't went completely blank about that girl's name. She played in uh, Hidden Figures. Shit. Let me look it up. I don't, you know I'm getting old. Okay. 
they're having and I'm glad they're having that kind of conversation okay and it should deck in, in the whole thing you know in the, uh, in the mix you know I'd like to see somebody do a really great documentary on R&B and this growth and, and how, how it's and how pe- what people are thinking of it today it'd be interesting to see something like that Oh, yeah, we ready to talk about Swiss Beats and Timberland out here not getting paid. <laughs> it ain't funny. It, shit ain't funny, but it is funny. Okay. Uh, versus battle on Timberland, Swiss Beats, Sue Thriller uh, for 28, Thriller for $28 million, according to the HollywoodReporter.com. It says the producers say Ryan Kavanaugh's aspiring TikTok rival defaulted on their original deal and, the, and a settlement and payment agreement, Okay. Uh, a new versus battle is brewing. Timberland and Swiss Beats on Tuesday evening sued Triller for breach of contract, alleging they owed more than $28 million from their aspiring TikTok rival. Timberland and Swiss Beats launched a series on Instagram just after COVID-19 pandemic hit the U.S. in March 2020. It began as a remote competition and has restrictions lifted pivoted into into an in-person live event streamed on real time on the social platform as well as Apple Music. Over the course of the series, you know, they talk about all the artists that showed up, okay. Uh, studios uh, bought in more than 1.2 million concurrent viewers. Triller in March 2021 announced it was acquiring versus for an undisclosed firm in a deal that made similar and Swiss B shareholders and its parent company, Triller Network. It's now clear that sum was uh, the sum was in mid eight figures. It was to be paid in installments. The first at closing, another shortly after two more on the first and second anniversaries of the deal. Triller made the first two schedules payments, but the company defaulted on their agreement in January 2022, according to the complaint filed in L.A. County 
Superior Court by attorneys Sing Sing and Trabun. Timberland Swiss Beach entered into a settlement payment agreement with Triller in February. And this time, Triller was to pay them $9 million each no later than March 17th. And earlier, if the company were to reach a minimum funding threshold. After that, Triller would pay 500000 each on the first month for 10 months. Hmm. And they sent Triller again to file on the agreement. According to the complaint, you didn't pay $18 million in March, nor did they make any of the million-dollar monthly installment payments. Uh, Noting their settlement did include a waiver of defenses. Uh, Here's the deal. Uh, I actually think that Swiss Beats and and Timberland, people don't like them selling this. I actually think it was smart to do a sale. uh, uh, I don't know if it was smart to sell it to Triller if they defaulted on payments. I mean, you know. Some as fuck. You should have found somebody. I mean, you could have found somebody else. Here's the thing. I, I, I actually, because I could see uh, versus to me does not carry the weight it was carrying during the uh, 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 thing. It has to have certain artists to carry that weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it really does. And so to me, you have to be able to get the artist in there. And I don't know how long that's going to last. I'm sure there's ways you can do it. But I thought it was a smart move to sell it, in my personal opinion. I know a lot of black people, we we don't normally like to see uh, other black, black people selling off shit. Be like, how are you going to build an empire? Shit like that. But I don't know if they were going to build an empire with versus. That's why maybe Triller's having problems paying installment payments. That's just Carlotta one-on-one. I'm not saying that's why. But it's just, you know, maybe maybe versus has not become as profitable as they thought. So it's an interesting uh, dynamic here. A lot of people were saying they shouldn't have sold it in the first place. But, you know, hey, I, I see why they did. Uh uh-uh. It is what it is so um, interesting, okay? Uh, now, uh, what else is here? Uh, we got to talk about. Um, now, Art Kelly's legal team this week is denying, you know, Jocelyn, his ex, allegedly was out here, or his fiance. I mean, you can't, I don't know what, what she actually <laughs> We don't know what's going on with Jocelyn, Jocelyn or whatever her name is. Uh, but uh, apparently, let me see, where is this at here? I can pull it up. Uh, it says, Art Kelly's legal team, and it's according to MSN.com, uh, it says, uh, Art Kelly's legal team denies Joshua Savage pregnancy, claims, claims, labels her insane. Joshua Stiles, Savage, one of R. Kelly's former living girlfriends, claimed that she and the singer were engaged, according to court documents that surfaced in July. Savage reportedly wrote a letter to Judge Ian Donnelly ahead of the sentencing of Kelly's New York trial, declaring she was Robert Kelly's fiance. Now she's also claiming she's pregnant with Kelly's baby in her new tell-all book, Love and Joy of Love and Joy of Robert. In the 24-page book, 24 pages, well. Uh, released on Amazon last Friday, Savage details how she allegedly several months pregnant found out months after her incarcerated boo sent her an engagement ring. Months later, I began expecting severe. I be I began expecting severe morning sickness and was unsure of what was wrong with my body. I thought I had contracted COVID nineteen. 
But the most amazing news of all was that I was expecting, she wrote. It was a happy day, but an incomplete time in my life. Today I'm grateful to God for giving me the most precious gift. Robert is extremely excited about the news, and I'm having a baby. And it feels sad that Robert will not be able to be here with us. The book includes an image of of a sonogram, which Savage told the New York Post was only the only image Kelly approved for publication. Savage added, added that she is hoping for him to be released and prepare for new beginnings. However, the 27-year-old does not explain how she's pregnant, considering Kelly has been behind bars for the past few years. Kelly's lawyer, Jennifer Bonjean, Bonjean has refuted the claim through TMZ. Savage is certainly not pregnant with R. Kelly's child, Bonjean wrote in a statement. She also added that Savage's book is not a tell-all memoir and that people are just insane. Baby, go on with your life. You know, sometimes you get, you know, yeah, baby, listen, it's going to be a miracle of God if something or Kelly ever get out of this. Go on, get out the cray-cray. Go on with your life. I was like, how she get, how she get, how she pray? I don't understand it. You know, I was like, what the, what the hell is she talking about? Not that it can't happen, because, you know, they be doing some wild shit to have sex in prison. But I'm like, how she doing? Maybe go to school. Find something to do with the rest of your life. You ain't got to go to school. Get a hobby. Get a skill. Other than like Kelly. What else I got to talk to y'all about? Uh, There's so much stuff. I had so much. There's so much stuff I got to talk to y'all about. We got, okay. Now, Governor Newsom signs law for black Americans to be identified as separate groups to help support lineage-based reparations claims. This was from the Mogulum Nation. Uh, It says California reparations advocates recently achieved another goal when Governor Gavin Newsom signs a bill that directs state agencies to disaggregate, uh, separate data collections categories for black and African-American subgroups. Uh, Senate Bill 189 was authored uh, by Coalition for Just and Equitable California and Champion California State Assembly uh, member Chris Holden, according to a press release. For the first time in California and American history, a specific category of data collection will be required for African Americans who are descendants of persons enslaved in the United States and living in California, starting with the state's 2.5 million employees. The release, first time since Reconstruction, the political status of American freedmen. Um, is being recognized by the state of California, okay? I love that, and that's really good, and we need that to happen more places, okay? So, yeah, that and that's, that helps with the reparations uh, claim, okay? Um, also, I wanted to talk to you all today about the Espionage Act that Trump, they were talking about Trump's under, because there's so many things to the Espionage Act, but I'm going to try to save that for another show. But the Espionage Act, you can get, I mean, you can get for just politically disagreeing. I mean, there's a long history with the Espionage Act that it's just not about fine, child. 
okay? So y'all need to look at them and read up on that, okay? And ASAP Brocky then got arrested up in these streets, okay, allegedly. Uh, maybe I'll say that too. Um, let's see. Oh, Safari sex tape. Now, I got to see some of Safari. I guess Safari's upset this week. Sex tape leak. She's saying, hey, she, Safari, you know, you see Nicki Minaj, you be married to Eric Newman. Okay, he says he's suing because, you know, this sex tape is out here to the fullest extent of the law. Now, people on Twitter were hilarious. They was like, who are you suing yourself? Because <laughs> a lot of people think, that he may have leaked it, but, you know, but the funniest part of the whole stuff was, you know, a couple of months ago, was it a few months ago when Safari had the dick pics leak, and everybody was like, whoa, mouth was hanging over him because, you know, people thought it was <laughs> super, really big. Well, this time... <laughs> Uh, when the sex tape was released, the sex stuff was released, uh, uh, people were saying, accused of safari of dick fishing. <laughs> That's how Twitter is hilarious. It's a hilarious place. Black Twitter is hilarious. Because, but it says, um, I've seen the leaked tape of safari. This is what bossup.com has up of, of Twitter, and this is from Pound Cake on Twitter. And his boo or whatever. I just want to know where the rest of his we be at. This ain't the same baby daddy we seen in Luke Cook. <laughs> and um, they have they got so many of these. But um, it says um, while many uh, messy uh, tweeters search for footage of the accused Safari of peen fishery, based on his 2018 new leak that Saturday social was it 2018? I thought it was a few months ago. It was 2018. You may recall Safari sending fans into a frenzy with his uh, uh, pipe, and this is this is from Bossup.com, and even selling a sex toy mode of singly a massive massive meat. <laughs> it says Safari claims he's taking legal action over the sex tape leak. Um, he says I'm taking full legal and criminal action. The person who did that is going to pay. And I'm not letting up either, not not letting this one slide. This is a cyber crime, and I'm pressing full charges. Um, Erica Minia is accused of Safari, they say, of releasing his own sex tape of me and him threatening to take legal action against whoever did it. Um, and they, this is on, I think, a neighborhood talking. They said, can one of y'all ask this fool to pay these bills that's been pending for months on this parenting app before he starts fake suing himself and his paid sex crime? <laughs> God. Listen, let me just say this a little bit, okay? Let me just say this, okay? You got to look for the sex tape. You know, you got to look for this shit. It's a, and by the way, uh-oh, sidebar. Do I got time? Do I got time? I'm eating and messy in y'all ear. Sidebar. It's rumors out in these streets before we finish talking about so far. There's rumors. A big celebrity is having the same hard time retrieving her own retrieving her own sex tape. 
a tape that was allegedly done with the homie. Not the current hubby. The homie. Rest his soul. Allegedly. There's a sex tape out in the streets. Now that's what's up to me. Somebody actually got a sex tape of this person. Allegedly. That's the rumor on the street. I don't say no name. Now, I thought they was mistaken. Because I heard a rumor years ago that there was a sex tape with the hubby. But they said, no. People saying, no, that shit's not right. Not the hubby. It's the homie. God rest his soul. All I want to say to this person who has the sex like, don't let them break the sus. I'll pay a little bit of Beyonce for you. But I will call <laughs> I heard out here. This is a legend. Don't let him break your soul, girl. Listen, first of all, I don't think it's right. I hate when people are taping you and ain't nobody and you don't know. That's fucked up. I'm That is horrible. No, she got to worry about allegedly out in the a fucking sex tape existing or some shit. You may, I didn't say who. I ain't said no name, okay? I just talked about somebody's son. Might be a good son for this particular person. But if this is true, they got these sons out here. They get, I mean, I mean, you, I mean if, you, if this is true, This is messed up. She got to go look for some shit she done done 100 years ago. I mean, that's what, that's horrible. Now, girls, when you walk into these rooms and shit with these celebrities, you know, be looking around they shit, making sure they ain't taping your ass. Mess up. It's irony. It's just not right. And Safari, who else would have got your phone? I'm trying to figure out how the fuck somebody got your phone. Who got your phone? Who got her phone? What the hell is going on? Why? How did somebody get that sexual, that foot? Is Erica telling us why? Is Erica right? I don't know. Let me see who we convict. I'll see. But you ain't the only one having sex tape problems, apparently, out here, videotaping streets, okay? It's saying a lot of people out here having problems, okay? Including a, a, a celebrity. And I'm telling them, don't let them break your stuff. Don't let them break your stuff. one talking about saying what the sex say. I didn't even give you no names about the sex say. I was just talking about 
what I heard out in these streets. I mean, you know, this is rumors, rumors. You know, it's a legend. You ain't no, you know, I don't know. That's why I give y'all no name. Right. It is what it is. Um, let's see. What's next? What else I got to talk to y'all about? Kanye, they talk about Kanye wanting to put his his bag, his clothes to be in trash bags at Gap. <laughs> he want people to rummage through him allegedly. Some shit, some trash bags. That's saying a lot. I ain't gonna. These people up here playing in y'all faces, selling y'all this these expensive shit, and talking about they putting in trash. It's crazy, okay? Uh, apparently, Beyonce's about to release a music video. And there are rumors that the whole video shebang may be done. As I said, do you guys want to call me psychic now? How long is she going to hold? How long are you going to hold these Beyonce? We know you have a whole, uh, what is it? A whole visual. We know she does. She can't. She wants to. Oh, no. Just be visual. I make good music. No. Baby, you got to release some visuals, okay? Now, Britney Spears this week, and it went over a lot of people's heads. I keep telling people, you know, time reveals all things. Now, I'm not necessarily ready to get on Kevin Federline yet, okay, for what he do. We're the cool. But, you know, I, I, you know, you never saw this shit when Daddy was in charge, okay? I'm going to show you. Oh, that's not the one I want to play. You didn't hear all this, okay? You didn't hear all this, but not by the grip. But this week, and this is from RhymesWithSnitch.com, it says, Jay-Z, 50 Cent, Diddy, and Lee Chris become collateral damage in the Britney Spears-Kevin Federline custody war. The past week, Britney Spears' ex-husband, Kevin Federline, gave an interview to British media outlet claiming Britney's son were embarrassed by her Instagram antics and did not want to be around her. In back and forth, in the back and forth that ensued, Ludacris really sent Jay-Z and Diddy caught a straight bullet, a straight shot from Britney. It all started after Britney's new husband went off on Kevin, telling him to get a job and keep his wife's name out of his mouth. Uh, and then it says, um, and, that, and that's when Britney shared her online rant, accusing K-Fed of having more weed in his house. Let me tell you what she said. This is allegedly what she broke. She said that he had more weed in his house, 50 cents, Puff Daddy, and Ludacris to buy. And I'm like, they probably like, what the hell we got to do? <laughs> but what does that say that she picked all those black males to say that about weed? It's just interesting, allegedly. This is her tweet. And they got a whole, it's too long. I ain't reading all that shit. That's long. She's tweeting that alone. And she's putting all that out here alone on a social media page. That's a lot. Mm-mm-mm. I ain't going to say much about Britney Spears except what I've been saying from the beginning. In time and real was real. Next. We're going to talk about the U.S. CDC no longer recommends students quarantine for COVID-19 exposure. 
Yes. Yes. You know why? Because pretty soon y'all going to be talking about my COVID acting up today. I got the COVID. I got COVID today. <laughs> y'all going to be at work coughing. <laughs> I got touching the COVID. It's the new common code. It's slightly danger, more dangerous. That's why they, 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 now the pharmaceutical company got all kind of medicines and shit out here. They did. Now it's good. You know, and my, I have a theory about this. I was having a discussion with my grandma. My grandmother, I, when I got, I went home to Kansas City last week uh, to see some friends uh, and a party. Or uh, my, uh, 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 we uh, we had a thing going on or whatever, and I went to see some friends and stuff last week. You know, and my grandparents had gotten, my grandmother had gotten, she got COVID like a week or two, a couple of weeks before, but she was out of quarantine. But I was like, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you, she was like, she was like, you ain't coming to say, you ain't staying at the house. I was like, uh-uh, honey, I'm going to let you, uh, yo, you fermigate, <laughs> get your house together before I come. <laughs> I'm going to give you a good month or so, you know, so so she was laughing. So, but I stayed at a hotel when I was there and then I came by to see, see her. It was funny, I was, I was talking to her through the window and then I came in the house a week. She, it was fine, but she had been out of quarantine for a while, but uh, about a week. But she was, um, I was talking to her, and I was saying, I said, don't you understand COVID's the common code now? You can't, they can't, you can't, it's, I mean, it's, it's too much other stuff out here now. <laughs> and COVID is done what it really wants to do. And she said, why do you think it's common? And I was like, because, think about it. Did you ever go buy medicine when you catch a cold? Most people do. Most people drink liquids. They might take a, a little couple of NyQuil or something like that. But they wouldn't, people wouldn't go and buy medicines for real time. They needed the pharmaceutical companies. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not accusing them of anything. I'm just having a little conspiracy here. I, they they may have needed something to replace that, to, that you've got to go get medicine from now since you're so fucking scared of it. So they need some guy to get back out there and buy medicine. And COVID, was, it's just a thing to do that, okay? All right. Let's see. Oh, Booty said something this week that I found rather interesting. I was like, wow, that's kind of a deep thing. He was talking about how women, he was talking about um, the relationship between Michael B. Jordan and uh, uh, what's her name? Lori Harvey, and he was surprised that, you know, she didn't get wrapped, wiped up. This was on Vlad. I think it was on Vlad TV or something like that. Yeah, it was. And uh, he said a really interesting thing. Let me see if I can pull it up. Bro, like, you got to miss that woman, I feel like, bro. Like, yeah. you got to miss that woman. And when you stop breaking her vertebrae, she's going to be like, well, that's it. Yeah, like when I'm with a woman, like everything I'm doing that keeps it that keeps it going is breaking a woman first, and that should be every nigga game. Well, what is that? A woman has a hundred verses. If you take a bitch on a rooftop to a oh. to a to a, you done broke a verse. Okay. If you fuck her in the bathroom, you done broke a verse. If you have a real like conversation on the bridge with her, you done broke a verse. If you if you if you take her to the game anywhere, and it's a anything a first time, you done broke a verse. Once you stop breaking a woman's version, it, it wears out. If you go take her to a horse ranch, I don't care. I 
and the thing about that, I was like, a woman has a hundred virgins. <laughs> I, you know, shit, that shit might be kind of true. Her pergamus might say that might be true. I actually kind of agree with Boosie on this one. I do agree with that. Once you you do things, because I mean, not that you have to do it for a lifetime, but once you stop being spontaneous or you stop being something, you know, like, yeah, it, it, it makes it harder to, I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. Wow. That's deep. I felt like that was very deep. But, you know, Boopies had some deep shit sometimes, okay? But I thought that was interesting. But you can listen to the rest of that on Vlad TV. It's really interesting what he says about that. And I thought that was kind of true. I thought, you know, that's a, that's a little bit of a truth there, okay? You know, it's the truth about those first, you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Are we we're scaling down to the end of the show? Uh, the Breakfast Club, Angela Yee is leaving the Breakfast Club uh, soon. And they said they'll be looking for her replacement. But here's the thing. You know, a lot of people, I like Angela Yee. I like her new show. But a lot of people weren't, like, wrong by Angela leaving. I mean, because I, I felt like Angela for the last couple of years kind of was not as prevalent or just never has really, she's cool, but she, you know, for it's, it's, I like her better see here and on that other on her show. I don't know how I, I, if I've ever considered. I mean, I know she's there, but she. I don't know how big a part of the show you know that is, but it, it's very interesting. It was just interesting that she announced that and everything. So pretty interesting. Congratulations to her. Okay. Um, also, this week, let me see how much time we have left. Can we talk about uh, what's going on between, uh, uh, let me see here. Uh, Do I have it up? Okay. Uh, Abbott's campaign hits back after New York City mayor. Adam threatens to um, uh, bus New Yorkers to Texas, okay? Adams assumed that Texas uh, moves to uh, uh, moves to send busloads of migrants to the Big Apple. Well, he is a sanctuary state. <laughs> Texas Governor Greg Abbott's campaign on Tuesday shot back at New York City Mayor Eric Adams. This is according to FoxNews.com. After his North threatened to send busloads of New Yorkers to Texas to campaign against Abbott in the upcoming uh, gubernatorial election in retaliation for Texas sending busloads of migrants to the Big Apple. I already called all of my friends in Texas and told them how to cast their vote, and I'm deeply contemplating taking busloads of New Yorkers to go to Texas and do some good old-fashioned door knocking because the good of America, we have, we have to get him out of the office, Adam said, for the good of America. They're a press conference. Uh, this is sounding like you're not a sanctuary city. I thought you, I agree with Governor Abbott. I, think, I thought New York would be happy. Listen, let me just say this. That has not made Governor Abbott in Texas not popular, okay? <laughs> you don't understand. You said, if you see a bunch of New Yorkers in Texas, you know what might happen? They might stay because the rent is too damn high in New York. 
<laughs> you don't want to do that. You don't want that smoke. <laughs> and listen, Texans are just different. Okay. Yes, there's a lot of implants from Texas. I'm an implant, but Texas itself, the foundation of Texas, these mofos think of themselves as a little small republic up in here in Texas. They really don't need to see themselves as, even though they part of the United States, they kind of don't. Texas kind of be running its own game. Texas like, so you can't come down here to Texas. Shit, <laughs> y'all gotta send a whole bunch of more people. For blue, I mean, and I'm scared for Texas in the last several years. I think it may turn blue. But a lot of the Californians, I have been peeping game, a lot of the Californians and stuff that have come here are more like Reagan Republicans. So, except for Austin stuff, I don't know how quickly. What I do know is Beto O'Rourke, if he wins in Texas, they should be checking for cheating. Because Texas is still very much a Republican state. Texas is on that shit. They own their shit. I mean, Texas is on their shit. They about they they about they individuality in Texas. You ain't gonna see nobody down here talking. It just won't work. They love what he's doing up in Texas. Okay, it's what it is. And you know, a lot of Beto's been getting crowds of like twenty five hundred, five thousand. A lot of people are just going to see Beto because they're curious. You know. I, I don't think Beto O'Rourke can win uh, governor governor of Texas. It's just because Texas is just its own little vibe. <laughs> Texas is a mess. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, not in a, in a bad in a good way, it's just in a bad way, but it's very <coughs> excuse me has a very individuality, and it doesn't want you taking it away. And so, New York is coming to Texas will not convince them. <laughs> to vote for uh excuse me, uh vote against Governor Abbott. And and the truth of the matter is I actually can uh see this really helping his vote. Okay, him sending them to uh, to New York, which is supposed to be a sanctuary city. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> Most people are like, that just helped Governor Abbott, okay? If he just had not said anything and took the people in and all that stuff, it probably would have been much better. But now you brought attention to him, and so now he's, he's, he got a lot more fans than he had before. <laughs> so it is what it is, y'all. That, that'll help. That'll work. Granted, to New York is in Texas. Uh, New York is my say. I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay. So a lot of people running uh, up out of them coasts because they're so expensive. You know, it is what it is. Now, person like me, I like New York. I could actually, when I was in New York, I could see, you know, I could really see myself living in New York. But the problem is, is the rent. <laughs> My ass be out on the corner, talking about, can I get? <laughs> I'll be out there asking for food. Yeah, it's just high. It's expensive. They were saying the average, I read an article this week, the average rent in New York, Manhattan, like 40, 4,500. That's crazy as fuck. I say. Crazy. Crazy shit going on. What else? China discovers a new potentially fatal virus. Lord, we're going to have to pray. That's all I can tell y'all, okay? Uh, Serena Williams decided to retire. And you know what? I'm not mad at that. I'm glad Serena has seen the writing on the wall. 
Sometimes, you know what? Here's something that will Sometimes, you just, you know, like I said, when, when there's a little girl from Compton and they running bees and stuff, they were hungry for it. And I've talked about this on the show before. They were hungry. You know? They were hungry. They were out here. They was beasts. And when they got rich and it's hard. You get comfortable and shit. This is like a you ask people when they hungry, sometimes you find artists that when they like singers and, and, and rappers and stuff, when they hungry they making great music and stuff. But once they've lost that hunger and they ain't got comfortable and wealthy and rich and shit, they like, Yeah, I don't know, they they can't find shit to sing about <laughs> You know, even they asked me out here, like, I don't know what to do no more. I don't know what to do. But this Serena. Serena was like, if Serena had got wealthy, she got money, she married her to her man, her man. she done got babies, you know, a baby. I mean, this is, that shit wasn't in her no more. She ain't had nothing to do no more with it. You got to always be finding something to be hungry about on every level you at. Well, you know, it just won't be, it's, you know. That's why sometimes I think people, you know, you hear some artists when they talk about, you know, they can't, they be falling in love. Because I think they be trying to get the experience, you know, because there's some real artists, like, you know, you know, they take long periods with they shit. <laughs> and they be talking about they living life. And, you know, you be like, damn, you trying to get it, you trying to figure out an album and shit. I mean, because they, they really, they trying to find that hunger they once had before. But, it, it, you know, you have to find something else to trigger it because she will she will never be triggered the way she was triggered from coming from growing up in Compton um, and when they were trying to make it. But once you make it, you got to find something else because that feeling of being poor, a feeling of being the underdog and stuff leaves. And then you got to find something else greater than yourself to reach for other than what you, you know, where you, when you was at the bottom and you was reaching for something, you got to find the next thing and the next thing to find your drive in and so you keep it going, but you have to find things on your level and I felt like she wasn't, she just didn't have that anymore in her. And you could see the way she was looking on the court, how she was moving and stuff like that. Um, She just didn't look the same. And, you know, and I think, I don't think it's because she's still not great. I think that she's lost the passion. And once you lose that, once you lose, lose moving up through heights and stuff, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you might as well go and sit your ass down somewhere. And I'm glad she made this decision to sit her ass down somewhere. That's fine. She lost, they said, the first round. What was recently? Yeah, see, she's she been to the gone. She should have gone a few years ago. So good for her. Shout out to Serena Williams. I don't know if tennis will ever be the same without her. She'll make them a lot of money. They got to look for a new Serena. They thought Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka don't look like she want to be yet. Uh, they got a couple guys out there. Maybe, maybe perhaps one day. I don't know. But uh, Naomi, was they at home right now? She was, on, she was actually there watching the game the other day. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't think Naomi got in and Naomi like shit. I don't give shit. I think Naomi just wanted to beat, beat Serena. And after that, it seemed like her fire went out. Like, she was like, shit, I'm tired. 
I, I don't got to play Serena Williams. Damn, that's all I need. <laughs> like me, I always say, there's a couple of things I want. <laughs> I, no, no, I wouldn't do, but I guess I got a Denzel movie. <laughs> Even with Denzel old, I still love Denzel. Or a Maxwell video. Oh, my God. Like, what's that video? That, that, that one video with Kerry Washington. Oh, if I was Kerry Washington, I'd be never tired. I'd be like, hell yeah, excuse me. I'd sit my ass down. You see that video? I'd be telling all my friends. They'd be like, oh, Lord. Girl, look at this video. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know if I, I don't even want to do no more videos. Shit, I'd have just an ultimate video. <laughs> if I was Kerry, I would have just been like, shit, I'm done with scandal. Oh, yeah, I'd be like, did you see me in that little video? Shit, I'm done. That's how Serena is still, that's how, that's how Naomi Osaka is feeling about her career. <laughs> After she plays Serena. She like, shit, I beat Serena. I'm done. Oh, God, I ain't, ain't nothing else. I ain't got the passion to be sitting up here talking y'all with, with y'all with this, all this shit. She, that's why she didn't want to be in the press conference or nothing no more. She's like, she wasn't complaining before. Now she played all the time. So she's done with that shit. She's like, I already did my part. She, she got to find something else, another passion besides, you know, beating her idol. Oh, my God, I need to go. <laughs> this plate. You guys, we have got to get to the last two minutes of the show. Listen, thank you guys for hanging out like you do with me every week. We're going to leave out tonight. But what is the truth, honey? Ain't nothing going on but the rent. <laughs> Up in these streets, okay? Y'all, have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your weekend. I mean, no, not your weekend. Shit, it ain't the weekend yet. What's today? It's today's Thursday. <laughs> Shit. Have a wonderful weekend. I may do a part two of the show or something. I mean, part three of the show or something. Shit, it's already part two. I may do another show sometime this week or something. If I don't, you guys know I get busy because of school starting up and all of that. Again, y'all, keep me in your prayers. I'm out. Leave it out with Green Gussie. Ain't nothing going on but the real. Have a good one, y'all. See ya. <laughs>